Hi, welcome. This is a, a leadership collaboration series uh, with my uh, colleague uh, Nancy Halpern all the way in New York. Uh, we call it Leadership Lessons uh, from Across the Pond. And uh, Nancy and I tackle uh, key leadership challenges on a weekly basis uh, via LinkedIn Live. Uh, these could be sort of current to the context we're in and some will be sort of evergreen challenges. And we wanted to share our two very different perspectives on solving these leadership challenges. Do enjoy. Thank you. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Leadership Lessons from Across the Pond with me, Nancy Halpern, and my colleague and good friend, Julian Roberts. Julian, hello. Hello, Nancy. Good to see you on this fine Monday afternoon morning. Indeed. It's always good to see you. So, Julian, we are addressing a uh, evergreen kind of topic. So, let's start this way, Julian. Oh no! What was what? what, what? <laughs> <laughs> let's suppose, just imagine that you are one of a great group of colleagues. You all really get along, and you go to the pub, and you're great friends. Blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, congratulations, Julian Roberts! You've been promoted. And now, instead of bonding about that old boss and everyone complaining about that guy, you're the guy. You are now the manager of your peers. How would you handle that, Julian? Do you think is that going to be an easy transition, a difficult transition, maybe a little bit of both? Do you know what? It, it is. It's quite difficult. I've I've experienced it myself um, a number of times in my sort of career, sort of working in the corporate world. And it's that uncomfortableness from the excitement of being told you've been promoted. Yes. <laughs> and, and then suddenly, and you're managing these people who have been alongside you and and your peers, it, it, it can be quite daunting, actually. And uh, I, I found initially quite a daunting thing to do. Uh, and I remember it quite clearly, and I, I did give some thought about it, because I think you have to really give some thought about it, because you can make a complete hash of it mm. and uh, burn those relationships and hack everybody off and become... You know, because the key thing with it for, is obviously not becoming the big boss. You know, I'm the boss now and right. I can tell you what to do. So what I did initially, which I, I think is really good to do, is to really have one-to-ones with everybody. It's to really get 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 to, get to people, have a <laughs> one-to-one, understand uh, where they're coming from, understand their objectives. And also, um, for me, I, I was understanding more about what, what they were managing in their business. I knew a little bit about because obviously yeah. I was part of the team, but I, I needed to know a bit more. And I and I started to build that relationship in a slightly different manner. And, I, and, and, I, and that's the difference. It was a slightly different because what I also did, I also started to share a little bit about my view on the sort of team and the vision I have for the team and how we're going to go forward to start to sort of share a, a little difference of relationship. Um, Did any yeah. of them shift their attitude towards you? You mentioned about feeling, you know, it can feel very daunting to step into that role of authority and manage it well. But what about from your peers or former peers or at least on the level? Did they treat you differently at first or at all, do you think? I think initially there was a little bit of, observing how I was going to handle it and how our relationship would sort of pan out. So there's perhaps a little bit of um, what I would call reticence or sort of, sort of just 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 playing it sort of um, playing a bit cool, really, and not, not going into it too much with the relationship. 
because uh, it changed. And I think as as a peer as well, there's, there's a difference as well and then the change and you've got to handle that as well. And how do you relate to this person who's a peer now is a boss? And I think there's all, all that was going on. So I think there was certainly a, a difference initially, but I guess it was the one-to-one, which was, was really good. Uh, but also then just setting out that sense of what what we're trying to do here and I wasn't going to come and lord it over them and tell them what to do and because I am the boss now and you do as a you know that sort of approach but right. I also I galvanized it in a team as well so I brought that all together and I listened to how they thought about things so um, it is it's an interesting dynamic I mean have you experienced it yourself in terms of being promoted no I'm sure you've been promoted. I'm sure you've been promoted. promoted. I was always hired as the boss, Julian. It was clear (laughs) that I should be in charge. So it was never an issue. But actually, I would like to make a point that's highly political based on what you said, meaning workplace politics. And for all of you who have peers, I think Julian has highlighted the importance of having good peer relationships now. Because, you know, you really want to build those because what you were talking about is that they trusted you. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make the light, but I've, a light of it, I've actually never been in that in this situation. I've coached people in this situation. I was going to say, have you had somebody who you've promoted and or coached that, what advice have you given them in terms of helping that transition? Because it is a, a difficult transition, it can be. It can, well, I just had a client on the phone a few days ago, and this is exactly what happened to her. And she had had some especially one really difficult peer relationship. But her, their former manager left in perhaps not the most stellar of circumstances. So she had a little bit of cleaning up to do. And she tends to be a very direct person, but not a mean person. So she was very direct. Very what yourself? Oh, but much nicer than I am, yes. <laughs> and a far more skilled negotiator, but thank you. Um, I think. And she was very clear, actually, about what she expected from certain members of her new team and what she would not really tolerate. And so, you know, there is also, I think, an importance to have clarity about Mm -hmm. your own values and your own priorities. And hopefully those aren't brand new. They know you to be that way. Mm -hmm. So we get back to the sort of pre prequel, I think that's the word, prequel to this story, which is that have you been a good partner for the last year or two years? Have you been a good colleague? Are you now exactly the same person as you said, Julian, right? The same person that you always have been. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the pieces of advice that I've given is to not actually make changes too quickly Mm -hmm. because you know, the dust kind of needs to settle. But there is an exception to that. There's a fairly good book. It's just too long. Uh, called The First 90 Days. But oh, yes. you know, for those of you um, savvy treasure hunters out there, there's a 12-page PDF cheat sheet version of it that I recommend. Um, if you are in a turnaround situation, meaning this is a crisis, step in, um, and and make change quickly. So it's good to take a little bit of time and figure out exactly what's going on in the greater context. Mm. No, no, I agree. And I, and I think you make a point about setting those clear boundaries as well, because often 
um, you, you get into a situation where perhaps things have said or your approach has been slightly different uh, is to, within those one-to-ones, to really set some boundaries. And obviously, because people will start to challenge you as well. People will come to you and, and perhaps dig up things from previously or previous bosses to try and challenge your leadership. And, uh, and it's important to take hold of that, obviously doing a one-to-one context as opposed to obviously publicly, because um, that boundary piece is really important uh, as a leader anyway, but obviously when you're a new leader uh, with your peers, uh, I think that's really, really vital. And and I agree with you, sort of showing your, almost reiterating your values and your beliefs and who you are and, what, and how you want to manage, how you want to lead the team and what's your approach to leadership as well. And so people start to understand a bit more about that because they perhaps wouldn't have had that in the context of as a peer-peer uh, approach. You know, um, someone brought me a different issue on this or a different wrinkle, as it were, which is that your team may now may be meeting without you or there may be pieces of information that as a peer you used to get all the time that you're not getting anymore. I mean, people think the boss knows everything. Well, that's really not exactly. Are you kidding? In fact, you know, there's an argument to be made that if you're in a hierarchical organization, the further up you are, the less information flows up. But that's another topic. Um, But, you know, what if what if you have you been in that situation, Julian? Or, you know, what what advice would you have if you're concerned? is that you're not hearing as much anymore. You know, people aren't telling you, they're not including you. You're not, you know, one of the gang because you're the manager and you're concerned that there's information, even, you know, a soft information that you're not really, you're not really getting anymore. Yeah. And I, and I think there's, well, there's, there's two things on this for me. On this. The first one is the, the lack of perhaps getting information, which, you know, you may feel a bit excluded, uh, but then, is that just because you're not part of the banter now? And that's okay. That's fine. That, 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 there's a difference. I think we've got to be careful. We don't make ourselves thinking we're missing out on some communication when actually it's probably not. It's just healthy banter that perhaps you're not part of now because you're not a peer peer. Um, there may be stuff that you are missing, but you know, I would hope through you know that through the one to one process and through trying to gain people back to becoming followers of you in that setting, building the trust, building that relationship, making you gain the respect. Because you've got to earn that respect. You've got to earn that influence. It doesn't happen overnight. It's just because you've been promoted that, you know, they've not promoted you. Somebody else has. Uh, so I think there's an element of earning respect. And that comes with time. And that through that, you'll start to get what you need to know. There will be still stuff you'll be never aware of. Right. Hopefully it's, it's not critical. The other thing to think about, and this is, I think people forget, is not that you go completely alone, but we know as you get higher up in, in management or leadership, you become more lonely. And, you know, you, one True. minute you had you had this peers around you who you're all having the banter, chatting, and it was all good, healthy stuff. Now you're promoted and that, that relationship has changed. And I would always encourage anybody who's becoming to leadership to build those relationships with other leaders, whether that's within the organization, if it's possible, uh, or outside the organization and build a network around you. Because there's moments when you just need to sometimes rant a little bit or go to somebody for a bit of advice. And you can't do that with your peers or your people you're, you're leading. And so I think it's important to build those relationships with other leaders in the organization uh, who are in a similar context to you and really build well, your network. Another great point. You are now, you actually have peers. You just have a different peer group. Yeah. These are whole new peers. And so you do have to focus some attention on building relationships now with these peers. 
Um, and that's something you didn't have to do before because they were a step up from you. And so mm. what's your comfort level of the fact that now you've been elevated and you're on a different playing field? And so you do have to look across as well. Um, two more things I'd like to throw into this mix is sort of tips and ideas. Um, the first is don't try to create these new bonds by acting like their best friend. Because there will come a time when you may have to deliver bad news, let someone go, give some critical feedback that won't be comfortable. And that switch, if you have to make a turn from being their best buddy to being the boss person, is going to come off as very insincere and very heavy handed. I'm not saying be cold. I'm saying be cognizant that you won't bond by being their best buddy. The other sort of tip or kind of pitfall to look out for is triangulation, meaning you will have someone on your team who comes to complain to you about Julian or Nancy, and they're going to want you to be on their side. They're going to want you to be their ally against that other person on the team because they are because you're the boss and they're displaying to you that they have your back, you know. You really don't want to get involved in these things if you can avoid it. You mm. want Nancy and Julian to settle it themselves and to prevent, Absolutely. yeah, to prevent both of them from coming to you as the mommy or the daddy to settle their kind of sibling rivalry. Mm. No, no, and agree. And I think just to add on to that is, I think is I said right at the beginning is be mindful there is a change. Um, I think people, the mistake a lot of leaders I know think, oh, it's all going to be as it was. No, it's not. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. Your buddy relationship is different. and But you can still have a relationship and still have that sense of, you know, beer with people and everything else. It's just being mindful of that relationship change and continue to get alongside with them, you know, continue to uh, build that relationship, but in a different manner. It's just it's just in a different path now. And, and I'd always encourage any sort of um, newly promoted in that context is to you know if you spot any awkwardness or any thing who's trying to undermine your leadership is is call it out as in you know get alongside that person and and just nip it in the bud as soon as you can because not only will it a it will stop it going on but it also will display how you're going to lead and once you've done it once they won't do it again uh, in a sense of unhealthy ways, obviously. It's good to be challenged in a sense, but in a sense of unhealthy attitudes that may come about of it. Yeah, and if somebody's trying to butter you up because they think you were their best friend before, try just not to react to that. I'm not sure you mm. can call them out in the same way, but just don't take the bait. You know, but just be, as you say, be mindful that people view you differently now and you can be friendly, but you may not be able to be as casual. Because there is a difference between those two things. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Any last ideas or tips or warning signals, Julian, that you'd like to share from your experience since you've been through this and, and I haven't? Um, I, I suppose for me, it's just just it, it takes time. It it doesn't happen overnight, and I think you know it's it's a time thing and encouraging people to to keep reflecting and building those relationships. But it will take time uh, to win people over. Right. And on that note, sadly, we have to say goodbye. But thank you, Julian, and I'll see you next week. Absolutely, Nancy. Good to talk to you again. Thank you. As always, take care.